Well, hello, 6 a.m. Run podcast listeners, community, everyone out there. Guys, thank you again so much. Always start these ones. You obviously thanking you. We don't record these and really invest a lot more time as we're doing. And every day I'm meeting some amazing people and I hope that kind of comes to you. And today I want to get right to our next guest. We always are looking for somebody that has some items that can inspire you, share something with you know you guys that sometimes might not be running per se. But uh, Amina, please introduce yourself and if you please let everyone know why we pinged you and what we're going to maybe talk about today that some of our adult listeners can really take away and have maybe a better quality of life from. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. It's an honor. So my name is Amina and I host a podcast as well called The Dream World. Mm -hmm. And on my podcast, we talk a lot about sleep and dreams, but it's also about mental health. So when it comes to running, I mean, running, breathing, and resting, they're all connected. So yeah, definitely we're going to get into that a little bit about sleep cycles, how to make sure you're rested, and especially for runners, um, making sure you get enough rest so you can perform your best. Awesome. Yeah, no, I think especially you're talking about people that, so me example, right? Like it's tough to get to bed at like 10, 11 o'clock, right? I feel like by the time I fall asleep, on a good night, it's like maybe a little bit before midnight. And then I got to get up every day, 5.30. You know, I might not run right at six, right? But I've got to get up, get the kids ready. I got emails to answer. Uh, My day starts right away. So there's weekends. I can finally get my eight hours of sleep. Sometimes I'll sleep in till, you know, nine, 10 in the morning on a Sunday. But outside of that, like it's tough. So talk to me, let's start there. Like, you know, just the hours alone, people obviously now are sleeping less, doing more. What are your thoughts? Yeah. So how much sleep you need exactly varies from person to person. We're all different and there's no perfect sleep routine. Seven to eight hours is like an average sweet spot to get the most energy, of course. Um, And they say, you know, the more miles you run a day, the more sleep you need compared to someone who doesn't run. But your body will tell you what it needs. So if you're not getting enough sleep, you will feel tired. You'll fall asleep so easily. You might need more caffeine. So your body will tell you. But there's a lot of things you can do as well to just make sure you're having good sleep hygiene so you can feel more rested, even if you're not getting all eight hours of sleep in. Because, you know, people are busy. We have work. We have all these things going on. So it's understandable that it's not always easy to sleep a full eight hours. So, yeah. And, you know, when it comes to sleeping more or working out more, A lot of people say, oh, I don't have time, right? But you really can make time. I mean, let me see your screen time on your phone and and then come back to me, right? So, you know, there's always a way to adjust how much you sleep. Same way, if it's important to you and you want to run in the mornings, you'll make time. You'll find a way. So there's always that. But yeah, getting enough sleep is definitely important, especially for a runner. You know, you don't want to stumble out on lack of sleep and have impaired cognitive function because you're not getting enough sleep. So it's definitely something really important there. Yeah. So I don't know if you want to talk about it. So your studies and where you've kind of talked to people, the brain, um, I do one of the things, I don't know if you want to go right into it or you want to also kind of, where are you getting good sleep? If you're dreaming, can you kind of define, uh, I've always been a little just confused. I've always thought is rapid eye movement mean you're not really in a deep, deep sleep is I'm a little confused. Like talk to me about your sleep cycle where you start off at, what level maybe you're having some dreams at, and how awake do you know? And, you know, your research and findings, I know this sounds silly to say it this way, but how awake is our mind while we're sleeping? 
Yeah, actually, that's a great question. So pretty awake. And our brain goes through different levels through our sleep cycle throughout the night. And we cycle through them every couple of hours. So you cycle between REM sleep and non-REM sleep, basically. So REM sleep, for those who know, is when your eyes move rapidly back and forth and you have a lot of brain activity here. It mimics the brain activity of when you're actually awake. And a lot of problem solving can happen here. Your brain is very active. You can have intense dreams here. You can dream in any cycle of sleep, but most of our dreams and the most vivid ones happen in REM sleep. This is when you get the most deep and the most deep sleep and your brain is most stimulated. So it's associated with increased production of proteins. So it's more activity going on there. Understanding these cycles is helpful, particularly if you want to, you know, to grab a hold of your dreams and have more vivid dreams or practice something in your dreams. So I'll go through the different brain waves so you can okay. kind of understand. Most of the time you're awake, you have beta frequencies, which is just, it depends on how fast your brain waves are moving. And that basically means just the normal active brain. Then you have alpha brain waves, which are kind of, you're a calm, relaxed kind of daydreaming state. You're more like in a trance. And this can happen also as you're starting to fall asleep you go more into theta brain waves, which are like also associated with deep stages of meditation. So you can dream in this state. Um, and then when you're in REM sleep, you have delta brain waves, which are the deep brain waves, and they move slower or faster depending on what kind of brain waves they are. So that's just the science behind it. But understanding this can help you kind of just know what's going on with your body as you're sleeping, try to get more REM sleep, things like drugs and alcohol can affect how much REM sleep you get. So there's a lot of factors that go into it. To get the rest though, right? Like, so the body obviously needs to rest, recoup. What would be a perfect balance, 50-50? Like, like, is that a crazy question also? No, it makes sense. So the balance is going through all the sleep cycles. They're all important. And we have micro awakenings throughout the night. Even if you're getting eight hours of sleep, you're going to go shift through all of the sleep cycles. So you're going to wake up, you're going to go into deeper sleep, and then you're going to come back and wake up a little bit back into deeper sleep. So you go through the cycles. They're all important. You definitely feel more rested when you have enough deep REM sleep, but it's overall as a whole about your entire cycle. Wow. Yeah. And also there's other things make you feel rested as well, like understanding, you know, your circadian rhythm, trying to get good sleep habits, you know, making sure your environment is conducive to a healthy sleep as well. Totally understand. What's your take though? A lot of these teas and um, I'm hearing all the time, like, you know, your body naturally creates like a melatonin and things like that. So maybe don't, you know, try to overdo any of these like sleeping gummies and sleeping aids, because you really are then hindering your body from, you know what I mean? Like making its own and, and sleeping on its own. What is your take there? So it really depends. I mean, we're all different. I say that all the time. Everyone's different. And I encourage people to experiment. If you feel like you need more melatonin production, I mean, gummies have been helpful. I would say to try some natural things before you do that. So you can like understand that your body is capable of adjusting and improving your sleep habits. Um, and you can also like by cutting off light at the end of the night and not looking at your phone, which emits a lot of blue light and your TV as well. These types of things will hinder your melatonin production. So if you're doing that, taking melatonin gummies, it's going to kind of counteract itself, you know? So you have to also do the things that'll make sure that you can sleep well. I don't think they're harmful. I think they can be helpful, but it's definitely good to just experiment naturally first and try to see what areas in your life are preventing you from getting a good sleep. Totally makes sense. Now for like, 
you know, as you talk to our audience, you know, these are early risers, right? These are people that I think they use, you know, using running for me just kind of centers me. It's my form of like meditation. What I've found is the morning run, it sucks that I do it in the morning. You're here where I'm getting at this. My big thing though, is I do my runs in the morning. Part of why, I'm not going to lie, my phone may be too much, is blue light affecting me, stuff like that. I don't doubt it. But I know that when I put everything off and I put the phone down on charge, say goodnight to the kids and everything, I just have this period. It's minimum 30 minutes, sometimes longer, that I'm just sitting there thinking, what do you say about that? Like, I know I've got to be able to just shut the brain off, but that just doesn't happen. You know what I'm saying? I get jealous of my wife and one of my daughters, I know she can. They literally can, their head touches the pillow and they're out. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's definitely a lot of people like you who take some time to fall asleep and a lot of things can go on. I mean, you want to make sure that you have as much relaxation and calmness as possible, especially if you have such a crazy day. So what I would tell you is, I mean, I know you run, so you're using energy throughout the day. I always ask people who can't sleep, are you using your energy? Do you are? So that's one thing, get that out the way. And then have like a nice little calming night routine for yourself. Like try a little meditation, some breath work exercises, and make sure you dim your room, try to have it nice and dark. All of these things can help. And so, yeah, avoid the screen time. And if you have tried all those things, something like melatonin might help you as well. All right, cool. No, thank Like I said, th- those are all great ideas to start incorporating. What are some of the things, I know you have your own show. Can you tell us some stories? What are some people, things you, maybe like a crazy like story of someone that had just something insane, a crazy maybe dream that like, please kind of take us through some of your stuff that you've gone through. Your, I know you have your own podcast. And by the way, guys, we're going to put all Amina's stuff on our social and the bio and everything so you guys can learn from her. But yeah, Amina, t- kind of take us through, you know, what you talk about with your audience and things like that. Yeah. So one thing I love, which applies to a lot of athletes as well, there's been a lot of studies on people using their dreams, particularly lucid dreams, to practice skills and sports. Can you define, I've heard that word before, what is a lucid dream, please? Yeah. So a lucid dream is a dream where instead of a regular dream, you know that you're dreaming and there's levels to it. Sometimes you're just aware, oh, I'm dreaming. And it's a different level of consciousness. And sometimes you can control things and affect the dream and do things on purpose. You can change the environment. There's like a crazy list. I have a blog on my website of things you can do. I mean, you can do spiritual work, you can find your ancestors, you can get advice and solve real life problems. A lot of cool things. But one of the things that has a really practical use is practicing skills. I've done this myself and I've talked to people every day that do this. And there's also been a lot of new research on it. There was a gymnastics team and I think a skiing group or something, and they had some hard stunts to practice, right? And the same thing kind of applies to visualization because when you consciously go into your dreams and practice these skills, your brain is forming the same neural pathways as if you're practicing in real life. It's remembering the muscle memory of having done that sport or that skill So you actually get better in real life. And a lot of people have these experiences with non-lucid, just regular dreams where they're doing something and they wake up and they feel like, wow, I I feel like I know better. I understand better. You know, it, it can help you work things out and practice skills. 
So I thought that was really cool. A lot of athletes do that. And it kind of, when you're doing it in a dream, it takes away the fear of like hurting yourself or any limitations. So the gymnastics team and the skiing team, they actually measured physical improvements in their skills, the accuracy of the moves that they were practicing just by doing it consciously in their dreams. Wow. That's really, really like kind of cool to learn and see. Sleep is just, it's so important. I mean, to me, I'll just say something that's always just seemed crazy though, too. Do you dream in real time or is our dream slower? Like what's the deal with dreams? Because I do feel like it's eight hours, right? Let's say you sleep, right? I feel like my dreams are, they seem longer, but then I wake up and like hours flew by. Yeah, definitely. It's not the same time. So time is something that applies to our physical 3D reality, right? Right. It applies to us. It's very relative concept. And in the dream world, time is different. Similarly to even if you go to like other faraway planets, you have different time. Like I'm sure you've seen in some space movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So time is very relative. And in the dream world, a two-hour dream can be three seconds in real life. So okay. that's actually kind of beneficial because we can get a lot done in less time. But um, yeah, it, it's definitely not a factor. You can play around with time in a dream. I mean, once you get used to lucid dreaming, you can, I've rewinded, I've fast forward, all sorts of crazy things. Wow, I see. Yeah. Well, that, that's insane. Yeah, it's crazy to wrap your head around it. Well, I can't see. I don't know that I could do just because I'm the guy though that like uh, if I'm running from something, but then all of a sudden like I can't open a door. It's weird. I've had the dreams where I just physically can't do things in the dream, if that makes sense. Yeah, your dreams will certainly challenge you. And that's the crazy things is sometimes, even if you get good at lucid dreaming, I mean, it takes practice, but even me, I'll try to do something and it won't go as planned. And it's kind of like just the habit of embracing the dream and whatever happens, like whatever happens, cool. Like I'm ready for any awesome dream experience. And yeah, sometimes you can do things on purpose and control things. But even if you get good at that, the dream always has some weird things going on. It might not happen the way you want. Maybe you're trying to go to Egypt and you end up somewhere else, whatever, like you never know with dreaming. And that's one of the things I love about it, honestly. I mean, we can talk about dreaming thing for like hours. I mean, there's books on what things mean. I know my parents are Persian. So like there's books that say, if you dream about a snake, it's actually not a bad thing. It means money. It's funny. Do you know where some of that started? I mean, look, obviously, I personally think dreams just come from your subconscious, right? Like if I've had something on my mind, if I've had a family member, you know, uh, someone I'm thinking about, right? That person might just pop up in my dream. They don't have to necessarily be alive or dead. Does that make sense? Of course. I think we kind of manifest the dream a little bit in our reality. And then obviously while we're sleeping, it comes back to us. But what is your take on these like dream explanation books and things that are out there? Yeah. So I have a couple things there. Our dreams are a combination of things. I mean, they are, a, like you're saying, a combination of our memories, our daily lives, what we're going through. They're projected into our dream space and that's what we experience. Um, I also believe, I mean, if you take it to another level, that there's more to the dreams than that. I mean, we have our own personal dream language and your subconscious communicates with you in a way that you understand. So think about it. It's so different for everybody because cultures have different meanings for different yes. things and different symbols. So it's relative. Again, there's no one rule book of no. oh, dreaming of this means that and dreaming of this means that. It can help though, because especially like you said, you know, cultural symbolisms plays a role in many different people's lives. So 
it really takes time to understand your personal dream language, like what this means to you, what it's trying to teach you. Because even if it's just a projection of your life, there's something to be learned there. It's helping you get through a problem or realize where your feelings are regarding a certain situation, you know, help you look at things from different perspectives. So it is a deeper level of our subconscious helping us. And I've also had dreams like where I've dreamt of my deceased grandparents and they've told me things about my family that I didn't know before. So, and I've heard people say that a lot. So that kind of tells me it's a little bit more than just our, our memories. It's maybe tapping into some sort of collective mind here that we can use to our benefit. And that's getting a little bit more astral and spiritual with it, but definitely something to consider. Let's go back to sleep itself, because I don't want to get off too much on dreaming. And that, like I said, that's maybe a separate podcast. And that also, I feel like it can also, as we were discussing now, it's a lot of that is so different for people. But let's go back to sleep in general. Insomnia, people that can't sleep, you kind of see how unhealthy it makes their lives. Why do you need sleep? I've also never just understood that. Why can't you lay down and just rest? Why does your body need physically to fall asleep? Yeah, we're kind of like computers, you know, with batteries, we have to recharge. And when you're asleep, it's like your mind needs a rest from existing almost because Mm -hmm. existing is exhausting. You know, we use our mind and our consciousness and sometimes you just need to turn that off. And a lot of things happen while you sleep. Your body does a lot of automated functions. You grow, your hair grows, you digest. You know, you tend to get dehydrated as you sleep. Your body's working hard. Right. Um, so your mind just needs to rest. And I also believe the dream side of it is just one benefit of sleep. But yes, like you're saying, there's so many things in terms of sleeping that are important. So we definitely need sleep and you can feel it in your body. You know, oh, I need to rest. So that's kind of to my next question. So obviously there's so much like you see people who get almost visibly sick if they don't get enough sleep, right? Insomnia people, the dark circles under your eyes, right? It's crazy. You can visibly see people that need rest. Am I right? Yes, exactly. It will start to show just like anything. If you're out of balance, I mean, it's about balance, the energy expenditure, and then the restoring that energy. And if you don't have that balance, it will show. I mean, just like if you're not eating enough, you know, you will lose weight, you know, you won't get your proteins and your nutrients. So it'll definitely show. And another thing I guess I should mention while we're talking about getting enough rest is some people, you know, not everybody, some people benefit from short naps in the middle of the day. Even a 15 to 20 minute nap can restore your energy. And during a quick nap, you kind of go into REM sleep a little bit more easier, just kind of sleep. Yeah. Yeah, So it's actually really surprising. And it's been proven that trying to be productive when you're tired is less productive than taking a quick 20 minute nap and then trying to work. And then you'll be more productive because your brain is more alert. Awesome. No, great stuff. So my last question is this. The ultimate debate is, especially with people who rise up early in the morning or have to go to work, the snooze button, right? I think um, I saw Hugh Jackman on an interview one time and he said, look, the first thing you really got to do, instead of just hitting snooze, put your feet on the ground. Literally, once your feet hit the ground, you're already almost there hitting the snooze and getting five extra minutes does nothing for you. What about that? I'm not going to lie. I'm a culprit of that. I've hit the snooze button a few times, but then sometimes I'm like, look, I got to, no, I'm going to get up. I got to get my feet out of bed. And I know that can happen. What's your thought and on that kind of snooze button debate? 
Yeah, I mean, you're so right. It's all mental and the snooze button is not helping you because it's like with anything. If you set your mind to something and you are determined, that has power and it will help you get energy and get up. And sometimes you just have to push through it. I mean, you know, when you're working out and you're trying to push yourself a little bit harder, you can just give up and say, I'm tired. Or you can push yourself and you'll be happy that you did because you will get it through. So yeah, sometimes you just have to push through. It's good to drink water early in the morning because it promotes blood flow, rehydrate yourself, starts to get your brain waking up. So yeah, maybe go outside and you can start to get some light in, you know, suppress some melatonin, get some sunlight. You really just got to do it. You got to just get up. It's all mental and about training your brain. Awesome. Well, no, that's really, this was an amazing talk to kind of have a couple questions I've had that kind of got answered. Guys, we're going to put Amina's stuff in the bios here so you guys can listen to her episodes and learn a little bit more about the the functions and everything of sleep here. Um, Amina, but let me kind of put the, the final kind of ball in your court. Was there anything I missed that you kind of wanted to share with our audience of fitness enthusiasts? And anything that you wanted to also your profile, social, anything that these guys can find. Sure. Well, um, my profiles is all the dream world podcast, my website, just the dreamworldpodcast.com. I have Instagram, TikTok, whatever you prefer. You can find me on there. And yeah, in terms of athletes, one thing that I always found really fascinating, I'll just kind of leave it on, on a last little note here. It's not really sleep related, but it is breathing related. You know, you have that runner's high that people always talk Mm -hmm. about, um, that euphoric feeling. And a lot of that is because of your breath. There's a lot of like breath work techniques and stuff that people use to like, you know, reach more altered states of consciousness, more happiness, better mental health. So your breath is really powerful. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why running is so important is because of what it does to our breathing and our body in general. So I always thought that was just really cool. Yeah. You're bringing up another point. Maybe I can ask you too. I mean, there's really a lot of studies of people, you know, kind of taping their mouths shut during sleep to really force themselves to kind of breathe in and out of their nose. Do you have any thoughts on that? So I don't know much about it. I do know that a lot of people struggle with like breathing properly at night and everyone's Mm -hmm. wired differently. I actually heard that that can help, but yeah, I think just breathing properly in general is really important. And you can practice breath work, um, even if you're not running. And I think that will help as well, but I'm not as knowledgeable about it, but I do know that just breathing practices, working out, using your energy and sleeping well, all of these things are connected. So it's good to explore it all. Awesome. Well, no guys, like I said, we'll definitely put everything for Amina's, you know, contact and thank you so much, Amina. This was a really fun conversation, but also learning at the same time. I think this is one of my most fun podcasts to kind of have. And then again, also learning a little bit. So thank you so much. And guys, we'll put everything in the bio and Amina, again, thank you for being gracious with your time and rescheduling with me and coming on our show. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. All right, everyone. And thank you guys for listening and until next time. Bye-bye.